Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. I'm your host, Mallory Allen. Whether you find yourself in the joys or the messes of mom life, we want to encourage you to remain faithful as you join us every Wednesday in creating a community of real moms, real stories, and real truth based on the Word of God. Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. I'm your host, Mallory Allen, and today I have our special guest, Martha Burke, back with us from last week. Welcome back, Martha. It's so good to be back. All right, so some of you may have listened to last week and realized that June is actually Mental Health Awareness Month. And so Martha is a licensed professional counselor. I told her I am not really that good. I got that off of her website (laughs) because I didn't know all these titles, what to say, call her officially. But she works specifically with women and children. And so... I thought it would just be so perfect for her to come on today and talk about mental health with us. So I want you to be sure that you go back and listen to part one so that today part two would make a lot more sense. As we talked about last week, self-comparison and body image and postpartum, dealing with depression and anxiety and just so many things. And Martha just really helped us realize that even as Christian women, we have to realize that sometimes we need to reach out for help. And so go back and listen to that one, part one. And then today we're going to be talking about healthy ways to manage our mental health. So specifically talking about self-care. I told Martha, I said, it's so hard for me. I feel guilty almost to take time for myself sometimes as moms when we're giving away so much to our kids and to our schedules and to our work and our errands and our cleaning and our husband and just so many things. And I feel guilty sometimes to take time for myself. So what would you say to a woman that says that same thing today, Martha? Well, the first thing I would say is I also feel guilty at times and just how normal it is to feel that way, to feel some resistance, right? Because in this role of wife and then of mother, it 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 never stops unless you intentionally make time to stop. And so I would first just encourage everyone, including myself, to just make time to pause and to ask, like, is what I'm doing really working for me in terms of filling my cup so that I am able to fill my husband, you know, my family and and show up as the best version of myself. Absolutely. And, you know, that's going to look different for everybody. Yeah. You know, it might be that you just want to get out of the house and all you're asking for is just a walk alone for 30 minutes, you know, or you might want to go out with some friends or recently me and one of my girlfriends, we told our husbands, we said, okay, y'all got the kids. We're going to go get a pedicure because I can't remember the last time I had one with the pandemic and just everything and just making time for myself to do something like that. And the husbands were like, wait, what? You know, but we're like, y'all be fine for an hour. Like they're not they're not going to break the kids, you know, or (laughs) leave them with your husband or leave them with your a babysitter or your in-laws or your parents or somebody. They're going to be fine and they're going to be loved on and taken care of and just give yourself that permission to go do something for yourself. I think that's super important. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you say, too, it is going to look different for everyone because it is. And so I think today we can talk a little bit about self-care. What is it? You know, and then what are some ways to just kind of take one step in being more intentional about incorporating self-care into your daily life, into your daily routine, because it is different for everybody and is so important as well. So if I were to ask you, Martha, what is your go-to way to take care of yourself, what would that be? I would say starting every morning with, um, like I start with a devotion, some quiet time, and then I start with just writing down three things I am thankful for. That's something I've committed to as a go-to every day as I get up earlier, the house is quiet, and I just enjoy some some time to myself, really. Um, And that's kind of step one for me. Yeah, absolutely. And I even know moms that are dealing with like having really small children and they say like a nap time. Yeah. Like in the middle of the afternoon is when their house gets really quiet. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's crazy still at 6 a.m. with a newborn feeding or something. But that is so true. That quiet time is important. And I had a mom friend that even told me early on, even when they get past nap time in that don't feel guilty to still endorse having a quiet time at your house. Like, for example, Sunday afternoon after after church and all that, my husband's a pastor, so he's exhausted and we're all tired. And so we have quiet time yeah, every Sunday that. afternoon. And I can take a nap or I can read a book or whatever I would like to do. And that time is just... Uh, it's so great for me as a mom. And then my kids, you know, they, they've learned how to take time alone as well. It's teaching them that. And so, I mean, it's not a bad idea, moms, especially with summer coming up. You know, quiet time is definitely a great thing to have, even past your kids being, as we would think of like nap time age. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned, like, what are we, what we're teaching our children through practicing self-care. So through taking some quiet time or saying on Sunday afternoons for an hour and a half, it's going to be quiet. You know, we're teaching that we're modeling for them um, these positive behaviors that we want them to absorb and to carry along with them into their future. So I think recognizing that self-care, it is for you, but it's all just the power and what we're modeling for our children can be really motivating to moms to say, okay, what's one thing I can, I can do moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. And they see mom's a happier mom and a better mom. And so the kids are in turn going to also be happier because you're going to be able to take better care and be, have better patience Mm -hmm. with them and taking a little time for yourself sometimes. Yeah, I love the language you use there. And I even use it with my own kids of this is what mom needs right now. Mom needs to go on a walk for 30 minutes. And so you can you're a part of this. You can choose to have a big tantrum and to make it a big deal for mom. Or you can say, oh, I want mom, you know, I want mom to be a happier mom. And this is what mom needs. And so just giving your kids that language, I think, can be a really um, powerful tool along the way with this too, kind of inviting them into the process. Yeah, it's honest. Yeah. I think a lot of times we tiptoe around really talking to our kids about what we need and how we feel. Of course, we don't want to unload on our children, but I do think it is 
like you said, I think that's a great point. I think it's important for us to, you know, share with them, you know, I need a little bit of time right now. And I think that's okay. And your kids really will end up communicating better with you. Yes. If you communicate better with them. Right. And absolutely. I think that that could only help your mothering. So if you're feeling guilty, just let that go because you really do. Um, you can't do it all. You know, you can't do it all. You have to take some time for yourself. You have to stop and take a break, a nap, just get out of the house sometimes. And it's okay. Absolutely. It is okay. So one thing to take from this conversation on self-care that I would just encourage everyone would be to just pause and think, what is one thing I can do that I can kind of categorize or label as self-care, leaving this podcast conversation today? So it might be as it might be some quiet time like we've talked about. You know, other ideas could be drinking a little bit more water or um, finding some time to take a walk. It could really look like anything, but just kind of commit towards what's my one thing moving forward that feels manageable and and realistic to kind of fill your cup. I think that would be a great kind of um, challenge maybe for listeners moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Just a healthy takeaway from this self-care conversation. And also just thinking about, do I need a night out with just some of my girlfriends? Yes. Or my mom or, you know, whoever that is for you that you really feel like you can talk to and just enjoy being around and just kind of releasing some of the stress that you've been under. And if you don't have anybody like that, you know, there's always places to reach out. Like I would hope that maybe in your church you have a women's minister or a point person that you could reach out to or like Martha, she is a certified counselor and you can talk to someone like her that can really just allow you to just let all of the things that you are under the stress that you're under out and just talk about those things. If you feel like, you know, an, a 30 minute walk or a quiet time is not where you're at and you're beyond that, that is something that you definitely want to look into is just another level of taking care of yourself is just reaching out and talking to someone, um, whether that be, like I said, girlfriend, someone in your church, or a counselor. And I think that those are all positive ways as well to take care of yourself. Absolutely. I think the most, I think what I'm hearing you say is just like, it's good to know you always have options and you always have choices about how you move forward. And so um, with that being said, I did want to share too, that as a counselor, as a Christian woman who is a counselor, I regularly go to counseling. It is a part of my self-care and something that I do for myself. Um, that is such, so much valuable time spent for me. And when women especially come in to share their stories and their struggles, um, a lot of what I tell them too is this is a place where you can kind of dump this you can leave what you need to leave here and then walk out of my office knowing that some of the weight has been has been left behind and so I think that can be really a powerful visual for a lot of women of just like okay a safe place to to dump some of the heaviness of all of this journey absolutely I totally agree with that and if you would like to contact even Martha's services if you're a Tennessee resident or Memphis local, 
um, we will give you that info at the end of this podcast, and I'll include it as well in the show notes. Um, but moving forward, just in the way that we're just being real and that we're communicating about just how to take care of yourself as a mom, how to make yourself just a better mom by yeah. giving yourself that time and just that compassion and that grace like we've been talking about. You know, another level is how you can speak openly and honestly about how you're feeling to people that you love the most. And that is probably going to be your family. And, you know, I, I can remember I shared on part one of this podcast when I was dealing with some postpartum anxiety, one of the hardest things for me to do was to admit it and yeah. just to tell my husband, look, I'm struggling here. I'm drowning mm -hmm. and I don't know how to get back up. You know, I don't know what's going to make me feel better. And that was just the starting point of me really honestly admitting it and realizing mm -hmm. it was an issue and the start to me getting better from it. It was a situational thing and I praise God for that. It didn't, it wasn't a long-term thing, but sometimes it is. And the beginning stage is just to really see how you can communicate that to your family. You're not going to want to tell your kids everything, but I can guarantee you I've talked to moms that struggle with anxiety and depression and their kids know something's off. Yes, they yes. know something's up. Mm -hmm. They're, they're observant. Like they know that mom is not, is not doing okay. And so Martha, how would you, how would you encourage women to communicate um, how they're feeling if they're, if they are struggling with um, having a healthy like mental state? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And I, I just kind of want to acknowledge the fear there. Like I even feel it's like, oh, that feels like a lot of fear. I, it feels scary. I think it can feel very shameful too, because we do expect so much of ourselves. Like I should, right? I should have it all together or be able to do all these things and care for myself. And so just kind of recognize like, no, you shouldn't, right? I don't even like that word, you know, acknowledging the the first step I would say is really to acknowledge and to check in with yourself regularly. How am I doing? Right? Just to because we get so lost in the shuffle and everything that's going on, we have a tendency to distance from that. So just to begin to really check in, how am I doing? And to recognize am I doing all right or or am I not? Do I need to ask for some help? And it does take a lot of courage, right? To gain the strength to say I'm not okay, you know, but just like Mallory shared, when we open up and when we are vulnerable about how we're feeling and what we need, um, even just sharing, it, it, it takes a little bit of power from those really strong feelings. And, and often, nearly every time what you'll hear back when you share is some version of understanding, right? Some empathy of, oh, I felt that way too. And with a safe and with a trusted person like a spouse, you know, hopefully a willingness to be supportive of you, you know, ideally in, in this journey of, okay, well, what do, what do we need to help you right now and um, to get you the support that you need? And a lot of times, like piggybacking on our self-care talk, if you are taking time for yourself to really look within, yeah, you're going to realize 
if you're not in a good place. Yes. And that would be the start to being able to do all those things that you just said. So I, I think that that just shows you right there how important it is to to take that time for ourselves and really check in. I like how you said it and say, how am I doing? Yeah. Where am I at? Because we don't really even take time to, to breathe, much less mm-hmm. ask ourselves that question a lot. And yeah. we should. Absolutely. And I think the first step um, would be just, you know, sharing with a spouse, you know, of of how to of I'm, I'm not doing OK. And then also, like you said, our children are so perceptive, so they're going to notice. And I would just encourage at a developmentally appropriate way to share with them. So that could sound like mommy's having a really hard time right now and I'm going to need some things that I haven't needed in the past. And I will always love you and I will always be here for you. But I just have some different things that I need right now now and that's okay um, because they'll hear that message and that's also just a wonderful thing that we're modeling for our children you know what do you need right now there and and how can I help you as your parent uh, meet those needs yeah I love that That that's such a practical takeaway in just how to actually tell your kids because I think a lot of times we just skip over it and don't tell them anything but it would make them feel so much better to just be affirmed, mm-hmm. right? That Absolutely. you're not going anywhere, that you do love them, mm-hmm. but you don't have to give them all the details, but just, hey, mom, mom might be gone for an hour a week and, you know, I'm going to be getting some help that I need. I just, I need to get away or, you know, even I know a lot of moms that have dealt with sickness, they have to tell their kids something like that. Just, yes. And this is a type of sickness, you know, and it's okay to reach out and get some help. And so I do think that it's really important, though, to just actually be honest with your kids and in, a, in an abbreviated way, like Martha was suggesting, because they know, they yes. know something's off. And, and I think that it's just really good for you to be honest with them because tables turned, they're an adult, you'd want them to be honest with you. you know? Absolutely. And so I think that that is great advice. And just with that, as you're recognizing a problem potentially in yourself, we've talked about how to communicate that and then maybe how to get help. But something that I told Martha that I really wanted her to share on today is, let's say that you're listening to this podcast and it's just a super great way for you to lift some guilt off, take care of yourself better, take some time for yourself. But overall, your mental health is healthy and you know that you're in a good place. We all lose our patience. We all need our time away. We all deal with craziness as moms. But overall, you know that you're doing well. But you might have some friends. You might know someone that isn't doing as well as you are. It could be that they just had a baby, like we were talking about postpartum issues earlier, or it could be just a daily thing. You have a friend, a, a sibling, a sister, or um, a cousin, some someone that's close to you, and you just recognize that they're not doing well. And consistently, some of the symptoms that Martha gave the other day about depression and anxiety, you see that in their life continually. And you know them well enough to know that that they're not doing okay. And so what I wanted her to touch on today was 
Knowing when a friend needs your encouragement, like your pr- your prayers or scripture or just uh, just time with you, maybe just having coffee or something like that. And when it's more serious, like when they might need to really get some help. So share with us kind of how we can gauge that, because a lot of times we don't want to like invade people's privacy, but just as a call to action of being a friend, just like how we can recognize and help people that are not doing well with their mental health. Yeah, I think this is a great thing to talk about. And I think it is a fine line, right? There is a balance between and there's a can be a level of discomfort, right? Of saying, oh, I know you need help. You know, how do you approach those conversations? And the first thing I would just say is kind of we always want to approach those conversations out of, of a place of love and caring. And and also, is there a part of your own story that you would be comfortable sharing in terms of, gosh, well, I've, you know, I've, I've had some struggles my, myself, you know, through my journey. And I've just noticed through some of what you've shared with me and maybe some, some behavioral signs, like have they been crying more or what symptoms kind of have you seen in them that kind of triggered you to think, gosh, this might be um, a little bit more serious. They might need some professional help. So just coming at, approaching them through a very loving way, and then just maybe kind of stating some of the facts. I've noticed that you've been a little bit more needy or have been really weepy. And, you know, as a friend, I just want to let you know it's okay to be in a place to need to ask for help, you know, and maybe you could share about a time when you asked for help to help just them feel um, understood. And also, like we've been talking about, just giving them permission to say, to get, um, to say I'm not okay and to get, help them get the help they need. I also think even just this podcast, what it, what it, this would, is a great kind of neutral way to say, hey, I heard this podcast, June's Mental Health Month, and just share it, share it with a friend, you know, who yeah. might, because I think we can all relate to something that's been shared today um, in our struggles. So, and then also just knowing what options there are, knowing there are counselors who are trained in working with women who are pre and postpartum um, is, I think, can be a great gift to give to a friend um, when reaching out in a situation like this. Absolutely. I totally agree. And if you, as said earlier, were in Tennessee or local here in Memphis, specifically, Martha actually practices here at Cardia Collective. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. And I will just go ahead and tell you how to spell it because I had the same question. It's K-A-R-D-I-A. And tell them how they can contact you because they might want to share this with a friend and give them your contact info or they may want to contact you themselves. Absolutely. Um, so my the best way to contact me is just through my email which is Martha Burke, B-U-R-K-E, at cardiacollective.com. And you can also go on our website, which is cardiacollective.com. And I do want to share cardia means heart. So that might be helpful in the context of, of today's. But go on our website, check out, check out our team of awesome therapists, and you'll learn we, uh, a little bit about us. We each have a bio, so you can see our faces and, and learn about kind of who we work with and the approach um, that we take. Yeah, absolutely. And I believe she can do telehealth as well. So let's say you're at the other end of the state and you would like to get into contact with her. She could 
um, talk with you or connect you to someone that can help you as well. So if you're in a place where you are, you know, taking that self-care look within and you say, hey, I might need to talk to somebody or I have a friend that might need to talk to somebody, get in touch with her and she might could could help you or, or point you to someone in your local area that could as well. But thank you so much for joining us today, Martha, and just thank you so much for sharing with us. I feel like just a weight should be lifted off, like you said, like you tell women, you can just leave this here. I feel like this podcast is just a small way of helping women out there. I hope that you all feel like a weight's been lifted. I can leave this podcast today, whether you're grocery shopping or riding down the road or wherever you're at listening to this podcast on a walk that you can give yourself permission to take some time. Just look within, see how you're doing. Take some time to yourself and don't feel guilty about it because you will be a better mom for it ultimately. And also I want you all to go to faithful31moms.com. We actually have a, um, a free download for a scripture writing plan that would be awesome for you to do this summer. Like Martha was sharing earlier about her quiet time in the mornings. It's a 30 day plan of writing a scripture a day and also writing a prayer to the Lord. It's just a quick um, journal thing that you can do. And it's called a praying parent. And it is a really great resource that Faithful 31 Moms and Love Worth Finding have done together. But you can find it right there on the homepage at faithful31moms.com. And that might be a great way to make your mornings purposeful before your kids wake up. You're with your coffee and just by yourself with the Lord. But I hope that you all have a wonderful and a blessed day. Thank you for joining us, Martha. Thanks so much. All right. Y'all go take some time for yourselves. That's right. <laughs> Have a good day. Looking for meaningful time with your family that doesn't involve technology? Looking for ways to worship God together? Consider the Ten Commandments for the Home Family Worship Kit from Faithful 31 Moms and Love Worth Finding. Your children will treasure the time you spend as a family as you study, pray, and do activities together that will ultimately strengthen your family's foundation for a God-centered home. Purchase your family worship kit today at Faithful31Moms.com. Faithful 31 Moms is produced in association with Love Worth Finding Ministries, built on the profound biblical teaching of Pastor Adrian Rogers. Please visit our website, Faithful31Moms.com, for all interview show notes. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Faithful31Moms. That's Faithful31Moms.com.